Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome, Bitch Talkers. We are celebrating the Frameline Film Festival today with a documentary that was very powerful, beautiful, moving. It's called Jeanette. And we're sitting today with the director, Maris Curran, and the subject, Jeanette Feliciano. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank, Thank you. For having- we're going to go ahead and get started with Maris. Can you introduce Jeanette to our audience? Jeanette Feliciano is a modern day superhero. She is tough. She's vulnerable. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she can lift more than you can. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> for sure. Mom. And um, she tragically was in the Pulse nightclub six years ago, um, the night that we lost 49 um, people. And uh, this film entitled Jeanette um, is about the aftermath. It's about what happens um, after experiencing something like that. Um, And the film really asks the question of how do you ever feel safe again after experiencing something um, at that level and something that is happening just entirely too often in this country. This film is gentle in the way that you tell it. Can you talk about that editing choice? That's something that we kind of talked a lot about um, in way before we were even making the film is that it it's a reciprocal relationship. It's about um, both of us opening up and me also coming to Jeanette and kind of showing my humanity and that the fact also sharing the fact that, you know, before Jeanette had experienced the violence of the Pulse massacre, that she had also faced violence. And so have I, both as a girl and a woman. Um, and having frank conversations about that so that it's not, Um, this kind of one-sided sense of sharing. And I think that that really opens up the kind of the door for a much more intimate experience. And it's also about who who am I bringing in as I'm making this film into Jeanette's world and life, because so much of this film takes place in kind of private spaces in her home and in the gym and in her kind of second home of Puerto Rico. And so I think that it was very important to be bringing people who not only are respectful of Jeanette and her family and friends, but also make make her feel safe, that feel kind of like an extension of me. And that was a really important part of the process. And then um, carrying that that same perspective on, even when, you know, Jeanette herself isn't in the room, but that same level of sensitivity of um, really wanting to get to get it right, to get her story right. And um, one kind of important element of that for me as a maker is also when you're working on a film about trauma is not re-traumatizing the people involved. Um, and I think that one thing that was really clear to me going in was that was not having on-camera interviews that are kind of asking people to kind of re-perform their trauma. Mm-hmm. And that the voice that you hear in the film is actually um, a series of conversations that we had over the years where there were no cameras, where it was just the two of us and 
basically these days that we um, set aside just to talk and, you know, in the process, you know, Jeanette would make me lunch and then the next day I would make her lunch. And, you know, it was it was a kind of very, very different dynamic than, you know, setting up a lot of lights and saying, like, and the cameras are rolling. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I think it's so necessary. These, these steps you took, you were so intentional with every move you made from pre-production to, to filming. And, and Jeanette, I want to turn to you. You're obviously used to being on a stage. You're a competitive bodybuilder, which so much respect that it was incredible to, to witness. But now you're you're meant to share the intimate sides of you, not just the highlight reel. So what kind of had to shift in your mind to be able to really give yourself to this film so openly? Wow. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, this stuff happens off of, of pulse in regards to the healing process. So you could under, you know, imagine, you know, I have trust issues, right? You know, it's who to trust, who to, you know, and then we have, you know, Maris that, you know, we look very different. All right. I'm, I'm a Puerto Rican woman. This is an American white woman who wants to know more about me. And of course there's things like, why, you know what I mean? It's naturally, I'm like going to be protective. I'm very protective when it comes to my family, regardless of whatever traumas I have faced in my life, I will protect my family. And that's something, that's how I've always been. But in that time when me and, and Maris had opportunities to speak, what happens is, is since we live in this world where you're looking at color, right? It's like, you don't understand what I've gone through and vice versa, right? But th during those intimate moments is when I was, my vulnerability was okay. Because what I saw is another woman, all right? Another human being who's actually been through a lot of the things that I have been through. So all the guards started to come down because she was able to be open with me. And I in turn was able to be myself instead of this tough, though granted you do see a tough woman on screen, but it was very hard for me to show my my sense of vulnerability because back then, you know, especially with everything that was going on, vulnerability to me wasn't a strength. It was more of a weakness, but I've learned the importance and the beauty of vulnerability. So that, that relationship that Maris built um, and we both built through the years was something that was crucial in order for me to be myself and not be afraid to be myself. There's a moment during the film where uh, your friend, Jeanette, um, is it easy? Ezzie? Easy. Oh, easy. Yeah. Love him. I love him. <laughs> who, who was with you at the Pulse nightclub that evening and is a survivor. But he says to you, like, there's a moment where you're starting to get really tired and things are happening in your life. And he's like, we haven't really had a break since pulse. And I know it's been, a, it's been about six years now since that, do you feel like you've given yourself a break or that you have eased in to make, maybe making time for a break mentally or physically? You know, healing is a process. A lot of times we try to rush our healing. We want to know how is it that we're going to feel from five years from now? And we want to be there. Okay. But the reality is, is that pulse, we're going on the six year anniversary anniversary, but we've experienced, there's so many triggers within this six years of constant mass shootings, right? And really when it comes to the healing process, it's not rushing the healing process. It's living the day by day. And what I mean by that is when there's days that you're sad, cry. If there's days that you're mad and you want to throw stuff in the house, because do it, because you have to let yourself feel 
in order to allow yourself to heal. So the healing process has still been an ongoing process. I take breaks in a sense of allowing myself to be vulnerable because I've seen so much beauty in it. And it is the most human thing we can do and we can be is that sense of vulnerability. And if you notice, especially in the start, is that I'm a person that I get everything out through my training, right? It's my training, get that physicalness that I also talk about, the importance of everybody to get physical with whatever it is that you're feeling. And E is he's emotional. He can speak about things. And that was so crucial to my healing process because speaking about things is part of your healing. It's not holding it in. It's not holding the tears in. It's not being tough. It's allowing yourself to talk about it and heal and cry and laugh and get mad. So that's something that is an ongoing, all these people that have experienced these mass shootings, it's going to be a process for them. But all I say is take it a day at a time and don't rush to healing because ultimately that journey of healing, you have to embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly of that process in order to get stronger each and every time. Jeanette, do you do private sessions? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, and yeah. that's the thing about, and that's the thing about this film is, of course, it's about a very specific woman in a very specific situation, but it's so relatable on so many levels. In, in particular, a really powerful scene is, is when you have an argument with your mom about mm. about being gay and and what it means and and why can't you just accept you know certain things it was so relatable to me growing up catholic being a queer woman um and it's so easy to feel like it's a lost cause to have these conversations but can you talk about why it was so important for you to keep this conversation going and maybe maris you can tag team on what it was like to film such a tense moment so i'm, I'm going to go ahead and touch on that first right so one is i grew up latin I, well, you're, where are you from? I'm, I'm from L.A., but I'm Filipino. Yeah. Oh, Filipino. OK. I had a couple of back. Filipino. Anyway, we have similar, uh, similar cultures, similar. Cultures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I still love y'all. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I grew up. I never spoke back to my mother. You know, there was a lot that was going on. You know, I was going through a breakup at that time. That was the most difficult breakup that I had gone through. So there was a lot of traumas behind that was going on in my head mentally. And I wasn't there at my sister's wedding. It was just everything that just kind of started to come up. And that argument with my mom was a lot more intense than what you guys saw. And it was like, I don't know, have you guys ever seen that that meme with Homer Simpson when he's like this and he just leaves it? Yeah, I think in the head just, yeah. <laughs> that was Maris. <laughs> he was like, right? Um, let me tell you, it was it was very, very an intense moment, especially because I grew up not talking back to my mom. And at the same time, in my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? I don't want anyone to see me arguing with my mom like this. But after watching the film, I was very adamant about not watching. I didn't want to see the film, believe it or not, because I didn't want to just all this stuff. It was like, I don't want to relive any of this. Right. And then for me to to see it on screen it was intense, yet it was much needed because two things the film did for me is, and I, I get emotional every time I say this, is to 
my relationship with my mom strengthened after Pulse. I've always yearned for my mom's love, always. So the film, excuse me, made me go back mentally to being a little girl. Me being five, six years old and just pointing at the screen to say, you see, my mom does love me, okay? A lot of times we fight for that. Yet I was able to appreciate my mom's and I commend her for her spiritual strength. But the reason why I do is because my mom doesn't condemn me. She doesn't reject me. So what I learned is the importance that it's okay to agree, to disagree, as long as you're not rejecting and condemning people and making it seem as if they're not of any worth. So to be able to see that on screen, to see that my mom was a mother and still loved her daughters, it was very crucial because a lot of times is being a part of our community is we just want to be loved. That's it. We want to be loved. And it, I don't necessarily have the feeling of I have to be accepted. I don't care about being accepted, but I do care about being respected. And there, those were such important parts of the film. And it made me appreciate my mom's mentality because it was very important for me to see her love in action. We have to wrap. We could talk all day with the both of you, but I uh, just really appreciate this film. Thank you for sharing such intimate moments that are so important right now with what we're going through. Again, mm -hmm. we've been uh, celebrating the Frameline Film Festival with the documentary Jeanette with uh, the director Maris Curran and subject Jeanette Feliciano. Thank you so much. This has been great. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. 